This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest philosophers to your fingertips. With more than 500 audio and video series on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more, The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming at thegreatcourses.com or on DVD and CD or via The Great Courses apps. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only, The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses, including The Secret Life of Words, English Words and Their Origins. For this limited time, 80% off offer, go to thegreatcourses.com WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Steve Hayes. And Steve, when we wrap up the week, usually we're talking about politics and, let's face it, Donald Trump. But I understand from you that the big unreported story is what we do and don't know about Iran, Osama bin Laden, and the UBL documents. Yeah, we've got an editorial in this week's uh, Weekly Standard just out uh, hours ago that is urging Congress to really try to get access to these documents that were captured in Osama bin Laden's compound that relate to al-Qaeda's relationship with Iran. There was a relationship with Iran. The Obama administration has acknowledged that relationship. They designated al-Qaeda terrorists based on that relationship. And we now have three senior U.S. intelligence officials, former U.S. intelligence officials, who worked on the bin Laden document cash, or at least had access to it, and they have said, in effect, there's important material in there it, as it relates to Iran and the relationship with al-Qaeda, and members of Congress should see it before they cast their votes. Uh, and so the question then is, why wouldn't Republicans make that very simple direct demand? After all, the Republicans have uh, opposed the Iran deal. This is a one-two punch on al-Qaeda and Iran. You know, it's it's so easy, and some of this material has been out. This is what's sort of very frustrating, I think, where Republicans have really fallen down on the job on this. Some of this information has been out before. I mean, we've generally about the fact that only 150 of these 1 million-plus documents have been released to the public. We've known that some of the documents get into the relationship between Iran and al-Qaeda. And why you haven't had members of the intelligence committees pushing hard, uh, backed by congressional leadership, to get access to these documents when, when we've known that they're important is beyond me. I mean, I think it might maybe it's just as simple as, as uh, laziness. You know, it's easier to go and make a speech thundering about how bad Barack Obama is uh, striking this deal with Iran than it is to really push and, and do the kind of uh, bureaucratic fighting that you'd have to do to get access to these documents. Certainly, the Obama administration doesn't want them released, and I think it'll take some doing. You'll have to actually mount an argument and build a case and take it to the American people. I think it's it, it's a no-brainer. Uh, I'm surprised that Republicans haven't do it, and they deserve to be criticized heavily until they do do it. Which brings us back, as everything does, as you know, Steve, to Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the first thing in all American politics. But isn't this, exa- <laughs> isn't this exactly why some Republicans find him so attractive, is that he's willing to fight? You know, it's like... Uh, 
yeah. Abraham Lincoln and uh, you know General Grant. You know, sure he was a loudmouth drunk, but he would fight. And um, you look at this. You look at Planned Parenthood. You look at um, the uh, you know legal immigration issue. All of which have these ripe opportunities to fight and fight smart, as opposed to the idiotic you know budget battles where we had no chance of getting the votes we needed, and then so yeah. we, we fight ourselves to a defeat. Here you have the chance to fight. It seems as if the Republican leadership really doesn't want to fight; that they object to the idea of political battles in and of themselves. Or Exim Bank, which was in effect dead until Senate Republican leadership revived it. I mean. You know, who knows exactly where that ends up. But, yeah, this is this is precisely why people find Donald Trump attractive. He'll say obnoxious things. He'll he'll get in the face of Congress. It's not a, a real mystery. I mean, Trump isn't popular. You have 61 percent of the electorate that says they'll never vote for Donald Trump, according to the Washington Post ABC poll. And yet you have Congress at, you know, 13 percent approval rating. Who wins that battle? Donald Trump wins that battle. If he's if he's taking on Congress and criticizing Congress, particularly Republicans, when you know so many voters who thought that they had sent Republicans to Washington again in 2014 to really try to do something, um, yeah, that's why Donald Trump is is popular. And and you know to take to go back to the Bin Laden documents, it's not in my view, it's not a difficult ask. I mean, here the the scenario is pretty straightforward. The Obama administration itself, when we recovered these documents back in May of 2011, touted them as a treasure trove. You had Tom Donilon, who was the president's national security advisor at the time, saying on Meet the Press that they were the equivalent of a small college library, the best single collection of terrorism materials ever in the history of the United States. And what happened then was that the documents were exploited and analyzed, some of them, a sliver of them, quickly for actionable intelligence. And then they were basically left to sit. Yeah, the, the fact that Republicans haven't pushed on this, I think, shows gross negligence and borders on gross incompetence. I mean, you have now three former senior U.S. intelligence officials who had access to the documents. Mike Flynn, the former head of the Defense Intelligence Agency, Derek Harvey, who is described as David Petraeus's favorite intelligence analyst, who Jack Keane says is the best intelligence analyst in the U.S. government, uh, and Michael Pregen, who worked on these documents for the Defense Intelligence Agency. Three of them who have had access to the documents are basically saying to Congress, you have to get these documents out before this vote. And, you know, Congress is, has thus far given sort of a, a, a shrug of the shoulders, a figurative shrug of the shoulders. And I include in that Republicans on the intelligence committees, Republicans in leadership with the, the, the one real exception is Devin Nunes, who's the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, who has really made this a cause and I think deserves a ton of credit for having done so. But he needs the backing of, of leaders in Congress uh, on the Republican side. He needs the support of uh, folks on the intelligence committees. And thus far, he hasn't gotten it. Let me ask you uh, to kind of wrap this up. Is Why not? You know, when, when Republicans hand Democrats baseball bats with which to beat us, they seize those bats and wail away without apology. Republicans have had so many opportunities to do smart politics and smart policy together. I mean, the IRS is a perfect example where you've got the judge now saying to the IRS, look, I'm going to hold Koskinen in contempt because you haven't handed over these documents. Why isn't the Republican roasting uh, the administration over the coals on these issues? Is it because they lack the will or is it because 
they don't have a plan. That is, there's no leadership from the leadership in the House and Senate to say, okay, look, we're going to make the fall, the whatever, you know, the season of X. And this is going to be our message. And let's go execute and go. Well, I think it's a combination of both, actually, and I would add a third element. I think it's also uh, sort of a, a sense of fatalism about the kind of media treatment that they will get. You know, if Republicans pound hard on the IRS, will they get scornful media treatment? Will, you know, the New York Times write stories about Republican overreach on the IRS, et cetera, et cetera? And the answer to that is almost certainly yes. But it requires you then not to not make a case. It requires you to make a good case and to be willing to have that fight, particularly on something where the facts are so clearly on their side. I mean, remember how the IRS scandal started. It was with an apology from Lois Lerner. She apologized because it was wrongdoing. She didn't apologize because nothing had happened. So, you know, President Obama telling John Stewart that, that basically there was no targeting is categorically false. It is a lie. Republicans should call it a lie. They should go to the hills to, to try to fight on this one. They should do the same thing on these bin Laden documents. They exist. We don't know exactly what they say, those of us on the outside, but we're told by people who know what they say and who are pretty smart about such matters that they have some really important information. Why in the would Republicans not take that up and make that a, a cause? That is the question that uh, uh, puzzles uh, Steve Hayes and Michael Graham and inspires uh, millions of Trump supporters. Steve, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.